everyone, welcome to the Raising Dakota podcast with me, your host, Courtney. And if you're a special needs parent, you're in the right place. So I hope you can sit back, relax, feel inspired, and always, always remember you're so much stronger than you could ever imagine. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in and welcome back to the Raising Dakota podcast. I hope that everyone has had an amazing couple of weeks and I am so sorry that it has taken me a few weeks to get another episode out there. It has just been a little crazy in the Sand household. We are actually coming to the end of Dakota's first grade school year and since we were virtual all year, We have had a lot of supplies that we needed to get back to the school, as well as just finishing out the year strong and making sure that we are communicating with the school staff and getting ready for the next school year, as well as just making sure he is finishing out solid because he has been a little bit less motivated lately. So it's taken a little bit extra effort on my end to finish out the school year strong. We also have started back into some therapy routines and also appointments that I realized taking this last year off, even though I didn't really take it off, I just had to step back because of COVID, I'm kind of off my game when it comes to appointments. I used to be really good at managing it all, but now I've just realized I've been out of the swing of it for almost a whole year, trying to get back into the routine of appointments It's just a little bit difficult. So trying to just manage everything, it's just been a lot. So I really appreciate all of your guys' support and understanding, knowing that this is just a side hobby. My priority will always be with Dakota. So if it takes me a little bit, thank you for sticking with me. But I have realized that I think for this summer, I want to switch my upload date to Wednesday instead of Monday because I've realized it's a little bit easier to get it uploaded later in the week especially now that it's nice outside. We are spending a lot more time, especially on the weekends outside or swimming and doing fun summer activities. And so I don't really want to take away from that and be stuck in a room recording a podcast. So I'm hoping that that would work better for me and help me be more consistent on posting. Also wanted to say I truly appreciate all of the support because you guys have reached out to me even though I haven't been posting as much and sharing your guys' journey with me and your stories and how the podcast has helped you. And I really appreciate that because just like you guys reaching out and tell me that you like hearing about Dakota's journey, especially going through similar circumstances or similar diagnosis, I find it helpful as well because when you have a child with a rare disease or a rare diagnosis, it does get a little lonely because there's not a lot of information. And so when you hear other people's story and other people's journey and the things that they've went through, whether it's similar or different, it just provides more perspective on your own situation, as well as maybe some helpful information in the future. So I really love hearing that you guys are enjoying the podcast and that it's helping you in some way. And I really love hearing your guys's journey and story. I did not expect to have as many people reach out to me. I didn't expect this podcast to reach as many people as it had. And I am so happy that it is because I love sharing our story and helping other families and just sharing any information or knowledge that I've learned along the way because I know that it's lonely, scary, and there's a lot of unknowns, which is one of the things that I talked about last time on the podcast is the struggles that I face as a special needs parent all of the unknowns and not knowing what's going to happen or 
if I'm making the right decisions. But one of the topics that I feel is extremely obvious that I knew was probably going to happen, but it's not really talked about and I don't feel you could ever really fully prepare for it, but is the amount of equipment you get when you have a medically complex or special needs child. It is never ending. And then not only do you have equipment, but your equipment has equipment as well. Our house has officially been taken over by medical equipment. And when I talk about medical equipment, I'm not just talking about medical equipment as in wheelchairs and gait trainers. I am also talking about the monthly medical supply shipments. Thankfully, ours has condensed from what it used to be, but we still get a lot of medical equipment on a monthly basis. The first piece of medical equipment that Dakota actually received was his kid cart, and it is kind of like a wheelchair stroller put together. Um, It has more of a small fitted seat that was fitted specifically to Dakota, but it doesn't have the big wheelchair wheels. But what I liked about the kid cart was that it had two alternate bases. So it had a base that could raise and lower, and then it also had a stroller base. So when he was in daycare and even in preschool, we used the base that would raise and lower so that way he could be at the table with his peers or if they needed to lift him up higher. But it gave him flexibility to be able to be at the same table with his peers. And then when he was with us or we were going to doctor's appointments, we were able to use the stroller base. So that way we had storage space as well as just heavier duty or wheels that we would need if we were going to be on concrete. But I liked that it had multiple bases so that way it had multiple uses for Dakota. I loved it when we had it. The downside was is that he did outgrow it. But once he outgrew that, we then ended up getting him his wheelchair. So now Dakota has his wheelchair that has the big wheels. We use it on a regular basis. I love the wheelchair that we have. It can grow with him, and that is the nice thing about it. He also has a stander that he has had for several years now, and what I do like about the stander that we went with, which is the Jinx stander, is that it can grow with him for a long time as well. I want to say he's had it since he was two. I can't remember exactly when because when he was in daycare we did use a couple different standards that were just donated to the daycare or that his physical therapist had access to but when we got this one he has used it since then and we have grown it. We've also shrank it back down so that way we are using less support because while Dakota uses his standard because he can't stand independently we don't need as much straps for him to hold him and secure him because he can maintain his own trunk and head control but along with both the kid cart the wheelchair and the sander they have so many extra pieces his kid cart had extra replacement foam his wheelchair thankfully doesn't have a lot of extra components it does have a few replacement parts that are very small thankfully but then his Standard because we can grow it and shrink it, we take pieces off constantly. So we have a closet that is full of miscellaneous Dakota's extra supplies because they're pieces that we might not need at this moment, but we might need them in the future. So this closet, as well as our bedroom, is where we keep a lot of the extra supplies just because we don't really want them out in the open, cluttering up areas. And I found that it's helpful if you can find common space for all of the extra equipment. 
we actually did some reorganizing. So my closet, the top shelf is just spare equipment that Dakota might not ever need to add to his equipment, but it's stuff that we need to keep just in case. So those are some of the bigger items that he has. He also does have a gate trainer, but he could not use the gate trainer with all of the stuff in front of him. We actually went with the kid walk where it actually has big wheelchair style wheels and you steer it kind of from the back and guide from the back because all of the stuff in front of him was just a little bit too much. And so we needed a gate trainer that would not distract him from what he was supposed to be doing. The other thing that we really liked about the kid walk was that he could use his arms to help him. So that's kind of how he kind of got the hang of getting his feet to move was that he could also use his arms because he had already had his wheelchair. It was an easy transition. Now we have taken those wheels off because if he's in it, he will solely use the wheels and not use his legs to propel forward. So we have taken that off because he doesn't use it the way he should be using it he wants to cheat and take the easy road but we don't let him do that unfortunately but it is nice because if he is really exhausted or something and he happens to be in his gait trainer then we could throw those wheels on it and he could use his arms pick him up high enough that his feet aren't dragging and almost make it another wheelchair for him it does not have as much support so I don't recommend using it as a wheelchair but it does make it for a quick alternative if I need to get him to the car or something's happening and it just needs to happen real quick. The one thing that's nice as well as hard about having multiple pieces of equipment is that I want Dakota to be able to use them. And so sometimes it was a struggle trying to figure out a good balance of how to make all of his equipment work together. And that's one of the things that I liked when he was in daycare The kids club was awesome with working with us with equipment and making sure that he was getting adequate time and all of his equipment that he had, which when he was there, it was just the wheelchair or the kid cart and the stander. He didn't have the gate trainer while he was in the kids club. But while he was at kids club, what worked best for us is that we would leave his stander at daycare Monday through Friday. And then on Fridays, I would pick it up. Or if we knew we were going to have a busy weekend or we were going to be out of town for the weekend, we would just leave the stander at daycare and we would work on standing in a different way at home because we have more options, more flexibility. And it's just one-on-one because Dakota is our only kid. But that way, every day when he was at daycare, he went in his stander for at least an hour. Because when you have a child and you need to meet all of these requirements because it does help them grow and develop, it's nice when you have the flexibility and knowing, okay, I knew daycare already put him in a stander. So this afternoon when he is home, we can work on crawling or sitting or doing other things instead of being like, well, we got to spend an hour in our stander. But having that flexibility and knowing he's working while he's at daycare is really helpful. At least I found it helpful. And then he had his wheelchair to maneuver back and forth to class and go outside and was still able to interact with his peers as well, which Dakota has always loved his stander. He does not mind going in it, which is also really nice. So now that Dakota's in public school, we don't send his stander to school. We focus mainly on 
his gait trainer and his wheelchair and what we have found works best for us is just at the beginning of the year he goes in in one piece of equipment and I just take the other piece of equipment in. So if he goes in in his wheelchair, I just take his gait trainer into the classroom and then he has both pieces of equipment at school and they can utilize both pieces however they choose. I try to make sure that he is getting in both of them at least once a day, but I also understand that school is very overstimulating for Dakota and it's very exhausting. So I also tell them to make judgment calls if he is extremely tired to use his wheelchair and not uses gait trainer as much but I also work with them and I know that they are doing their best and making sure that he is getting in both equipments as much as possible it's nice to have his gait trainer at school because he is able to then walk between classrooms he's still not a hundred percent because his gait trainer is relatively new so we don't really force anything in the gait trainer it's a lot of just working with him but the nice thing is is that physical therapy then has his gait trainer available there to work on walking with him and at the end of the day when we do pick up they just bring him out in whichever one he is in last or whichever one they feel comfortable bringing him out in depending on how he's acting but also if he has a doctor's appointment then I ask them to bring him out in his wheelchair. If I know there's something going on the next day that I need his wheelchair for, I'll just tell him when I drop him off, like send Dakota out in his wheelchair. Or if he's going to physical therapy, then I ask them to send him out in his gait trainer. And it's just that open communication between both parties. So that way we are able to know what I need, what they need, and get him the most use out of all of his equipment because I think this is what works best for us due to the fact that I don't want a piece of equipment sitting at my house while Dakota's in school because most of his week is spent in school and it's not going to benefit him. So we have found that this just works best for us and I don't mind it. And at the end of the school year, I go pick up both pieces of equipment. It's no big deal. His school staff is also really awesome and really good at working with him. So I do appreciate that. And we have really good communication. So not only does Dakota have gait trainer standard wheelchair that he is in every single day, but he also has his AFOs, which are his leg braces that he wears every day, as well as his cochlear implants. And when it comes to cochlear implants, there are so much equipment. I am not even kidding. I have roughly six to seven boxes of equipment, replacement parts or spare parts, extra parts, or accessories to the cochlear implants. They take up a whole entire shelf for the charging station. When Dakota goes to school, I wanna make sure that they're fully charged as well as sending in a backup pair in case the ones that he's wearing aren't working or something happens to them. That way he has the ability to wear them all day. So cochlear implants just have a lot of equipment. And whenever you upgrade or a new version of the implant that you have comes out, then you get an upgrade and then you get that equipment on top of the equipment you already have. So we're fortunate to have access to all of the medical technology that we do, but it is a lot and it takes up a lot of space in your home, especially when you have cochlear implants. As small as they are, they have so much stuff. And at one point, Dakota even had hearing aids, so we have his old hearing aids and all of those supplies. Like I said, your equipment 
has equipment. So finding ways to store it so that it doesn't feel like it's taking over your house can sometimes be a little tricky. So what we have found works best is that we have a hall closet that we keep Dakota's medical equipment as well as medical supplies, accessories in. And like I said before, when I talk about medical equipment, I am also including his medical supplies in that because we do get a monthly shipment that includes feeding tubes, syringes, um, sometimes suction supplies because Dakota has a medical grade suction. He also has a pulse ox and at one point we used to have oxygen, which when you have oxygen, you also have replacement tanks as well as a large tank in case your electric goes out. So oxygen, there are a lot of supplies, including the condenser that you use, well, we used every night with Dakota. And so all of those things aren't always thought about as medical equipment, but it is medical equipment. It's just your supplies for your equipment that you use on a regular basis. But what we found is having the closet organized and we keep all of the, at one point we had all of the oxygen supplies, all of the suction supplies, and all the feeding supplies in a shelf of their own. So that way everything was in one spot and we were able to easily find it. I also would use the boxes that it came in, just cut the tabs off of them or cut the lid off or throw the lid away, depending on how the box was shipped. And I would use those boxes to just be able to keep everything organized inside there. The feeding tube supplies when Dakota was on his feeding pump we would also keep those in the closet and I would just keep those together the feeding bags and the feral bags also because you would get your feeding pump bags your extensions and then we also would have formula delivered as well through our home care supply company but there's just a lot in trying to organize it I feel like sometimes gets a little bit overwhelming so if you have a good routine that is awesome, but I definitely recommend trying to figure out a good way to store everything so it doesn't feel like it's taking over your house because lately I've kind of felt that way because Dakota just got a sleep safe bed. One of the things that I did not know would come along with it was these round tubes and they're like, um, you might not want to get rid of these because if you ever have to move, you need them to take the bed apart. So they're in the top of my closet. But I just felt like everything was taking over our house, medical equipment everywhere. So that's what we also spent a little bit of time getting some reorganization and storage space set up specifically for medical equipment and our medical equipment's equipment. We also are required to have a lift. Um, the state that we live in, we can't have our respite nurses come in and do care if our child is over 35 pounds and we don't have a lift to lift them so we have that we don't use it but we have it in case we ever need to use it but like I said medical equipment consumes my life 90% of the time I feel like and so it's just trying to find that good flow and I just wanted to share that with you how we store some of the equipment some of the routines that work best for our equipment and how we manage all of it because it is one of those things that I feel like is just forgotten it's a known thing you know that if a child can't walk they're going to get a wheelchair or a gait trainer and all of these extra equipment and supplies to help them along the way and help them with growth and development but I feel like it's one of those things that it doesn't really hit you until it hits you and then it's just like oh my gosh we have equipment everywhere at least that's how I feel some of the time so I hope that you guys have enjoyed this and I am sorry once again it's taken me a little bit to get this episode uploaded but thank you for sticking with me 
I look forward to talking with you more. Thank you all so much for the support, and I look forward to chatting with you next time on the Raising Dakota podcast. Thank you.